0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show. When you have access to the best 2A attorney in America, a man that doesn't just talk about guns, he trains people to use them. He writes a legislation that gets passed in state houses. You take advantage of it. Guy Welford is here. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. Guy's pinch hitting for Nigel. So this is how it's going to work. We're going to get as many calls in as we can. I don't know if we'll get to everybody, but we're going to try. So if you're on hold, do us a favor. Be quick. Don't tell us all. 10-minute story and we'll see if we can get some resolution here to your question awesome dustin you're up first rock and roll
1: yeah hey i was gonna ask a quick question about uh the trump indictment related to uh when Hunter biden's uh whistleblower you know did, did the prosecutor or whoever did they sit on that indictment until good timing to get the heat off of uh, hunter and, and joe biden yeah, I mean, if you heard the very uh, first segment uh, that we did uh, at the top of the show, Three of Life, not go back and check out the podcast, but Jason laid it out where um, they, they, it was follow the dates. And every time there was uh, important information about Hunter or Joe, what happened the very next day, uh, they released a new indictment or an amended indictment uh, or some other, you know, quote unquote breaking news about Donald Trump being in, in, in trouble. And it, it's too compelling because it's one after the other, and Jason laid it out at the top of the show.
0: Let's go to Chris. You are next up. You got the gun guy here. Chris, go ahead.
1: Yeah, uh, Hammer, I was, I was going to say that uh, Nigel needs to stay on vacation, and uh, guy needs to uh, maybe take his place. Oh.
0: Well, all right. Thank you for that, Chris. Now, listen, don't kick Nigel while he's down. Spit on him. It's way easier. That's <laughs> the
1: only thing I could say to that. And I'm a huge Nigel fan, so, uh, you know, I, I you're not going to hear anything like that from me. Robert, you're next up on the Hammer and Nigel show. Go ahead, Robert.
0: I've always wondered this. I'm in a gas station in line. Somebody runs in with a weapon of some kind, be it a knife or gun. Is my shooting justified if I believe that attacker is going to cause death or bodily harm to someone?
1: Well, in Indiana, you can use reasonable force, including deadly force, if you reasonably believe. It's not just believe. It has to be reasonable based on what we call the totality of the circumstances. That you're either preventing serious bodily injury to you or a third person, or you're preventing the commission of a forcible felony. So what is armed robbery a forcible felony? Sure. Somebody goes running into a a store, a convenience store, uh, with a gun. Does that necessarily mean they're going to commit an armed robbery? It's pretty reasonable to think that they will. But advice I always give to people, and I and I talk about this every time I teach my uh, Indiana gun law class that I that I teach over and over, and that is before you inject yourself into a situation that you're not already involved in, be very 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 sure that what you think you're seeing is what you're really seeing. For instance, what if that's someone who realizes there is an actual robbery already ongoing in the store, and that's another lawful concealed carrier who just wants to. Run in and 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 you know say save his wife who's the clerk right. and, and he and he so he's running the store with a gun you see the guy running with a gun you shoot him when in fact he was the rescuing hero so so listen if you have to have that reasonable belief then you're justified but but be awful awful careful about making sure that what you think you're seeing is what you're really seeing
0: and guy I have a follow up question here there's an old saying that I've heard before and I want you to tell me if this is true or not. Never pull a gun on someone unless you intend
1: to use it. No, that, that's a it's a really good bit of advice. And and listen, I you know I don't ever want to say never. For instance, I've have talked to people who um, that were confronted as what was what was clearly going to be a mugging downtown, and so they put their hand on the gun and you know their gun in in their holster or even drew their gun, pointing it at the ground, and the people who were going to mug them turned around and walked away. And, and that worked out great for them. So I don't want to say never. At the same time, it's still a really good general rule. I've made up my mind as a matter of personal policy, my gun doesn't come out of the holster unless I'm going to use it. And that means that I'm fully justified based on the circumstances. And, and, and listen, I defend a lot of cases for crimes like these are all felonies. Pointing a firearm, intimidation with a deadly weapon, criminal recklessness with a deadly weapon. When you pull the gun out, when you're not necessarily justified in using that deadly force, not only can that turn out badly, you may just simply inspire a potential bad guy to pull their gun and shoot you. But the other thing that can happen is you can actually get prosecuted for a crime if it turns out you weren't justified under the circumstances. So I I think that's good advice, Jason. Let's go to Kevin.
0: You are next up. we got Guy Welford here. Kevin, go ahead. Hi, Guy. Hey, my question is that um, my wife and daughter and I are going to be traveling cross-country to go to uh, California, and what is the best legal way for me to carry my firearm in the car?
1: Well, the good news is is now Illinois has changed their law and and the there's a safe harbor provision now where you can have a gun with an Indiana, with an Indiana license to carry, you can have a gun in your vehicle as you go through Illinois. You got to worry about those other states though that you may be going through that don't recognize the Indiana license to carry. The good news is, is there's something called the Firearm Owners Protection Protection Act, Firearm Owners Protection Act of 1986, and that says if you're legal to travel from a place where you're licensed to carry or lawful to carry to a place where you're, you're, you're lawful to possess and carry. You can travel through other jurisdictions as long as the gun's unloaded, uh, secured in a, in a locked compartment of the vehicle. If there's no separate compartment, like a trunk from the from the passenger compartment, it has to be in a locked container separate from any ammunition. The problem is if you're going to California, you're not lawful in California. They don't recognize any other state's license to carry. So I don't know of a way to travel from here to California and be in California with your firearm um, without risking getting arrested and prosecuted.
0: We're doing Ask the Gun Guy here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Brandon is up next. Let's go, Brandon. What do you got? <laughs> I have heard that more times. Than I you. know you have. I've heard MC uh, Hammer uh, jokes, so you have to hear let's go, Brandon, <laughs> jokes. <laughs> all right, I'm all for it. All right, so at my place of business, we have uh, stowed pistols and rifles just in case we are robbed. We are in Marion County. Will any of these proposed gun ordinances change how we can have those there?
1: Uh, No, I mean, for a couple of reasons. One is none of them can even go into effect until the Indiana State Legislature amends state law to allow them to go into effect. And I have no anticipation that's going to happen in my lifetime. There's Um, a better
0: chance of me stealing Jonathan Taylor's job as running back than that happening.
1: Yeah, but 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 better, or I should say, not as good as Matt Bear hooking up with, <laughs> with the, Trudeau's old with lady, with Trudeau's former. Uh, so so that's for one. But the other thing is, what do they have to do with carrying concealed um, in Marion County? The age to buy a firearm, um, whether or not constitutional carry gets rolled back, and banning so-called assault weapons. Now, depending on how the wording of the banning of assault weapons, you should you said you stowed. Both rifles and pistols. Well, if 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 one of them is a AR-15, um, then all of a sudden now you got to worry about that. But but like we, Jason and I both said, um, I don't see these having any chance of going forward. To me, the real issue is a political one, which is primarily why even a Republican candidate thinks that law-abiding citizens like you and what kind of gun you have to protect your business are the reason for violent crime in Marion County. That's what upsets me about the whole thing, Kelly. If you could make it quick, we could squeeze you in. Go ahead, Kelly.
0: Yeah. How does somebody who's not on the law enforcement side, or they're not in the military, how do they get help from those carrying the guns?
1: I'm not sure I understand your question. Um, the the
0: they're minorities. They're not protected. They're they're being stalked, harassed, and intimidated.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, the the law of self defense uh, allows you know, anyone doesn't have to be law enforcement or military to defend themselves to defend third persons under certain circumstances. I, I teach a whole course in that. So the the law is actually in Indiana very good in terms of protecting the individual, the private citizen's ability to defend themselves, and uh, it's just a matter of understanding exactly how those laws work. That's why I teach a four cl- four hour class in exactly that. All right. Thank you so much for your phone calls.